Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times of the COVID-19 pandemic, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Joining me today, Larry Zimpleman, retired president and CEO of Principal Financial Group. Larry, thank you for taking time out of your uh, day today to, to speak with us. It's a it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. So we actually the nice thing about this this episode today is we're actually meeting for the first time. So um, other than your former position at principal, I really don't know much about you. So if you could share a little bit about yourself so I can get to know you and also so our listeners can get to know you as well. Sure, sir. Happy to do that. So. So in uh, my case, uh, Mike, I spent my entire career at principal. So I started the company in 1971. Uh, I was still at that time a student at Drake, but I had the opportunity to work part-time and I ended up retiring from the company 45 years later in 2016 um, as the uh, president, chairman and CEO. So uh, I I think very fondly of my time at principal. I had a a lot of great opportunities and maybe something that would be slightly relevant to uh, all of the listeners today is you know, I thought back on all the different crises and different challenges, the main ones that I saw in those 45 years. And if I just quickly go through that list, I think about, you know, the oil embargo in 74. I think about the market crash in 87. I think about the technology crash in 2000. I think about the great financial crisis in 2008. And I think about the uh, pandemic now that we have in 2020. And what's interesting about that, Mike, is that if you look at that, we see one of these kind of situations about every 12 to 15 years. So I think just understanding that these are periodic episodes that happen in the world uh, and we need to have a resilience and an understanding that these things are going to happen. I think that alone can give us kind of a baseline that can be somewhat positive. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned coming up through the ranks of principal uh, to end up as uh, president, chairman and CEO um, with some of the teams that you had. Um, and I know you talked about briefly in some of your examples, but if you could maybe go into uh, in depth a little bit more about some of the challenges that maybe you had um, that were that you maybe you thought you weren't going to be able to overcome at the time. And how did you handle those right, with your right. team? Right. Well, certainly the one that um, would stand out, um, just given the responsibilities that I had at the time, the one that would stand out was the great financial crisis, which actually started, and many people know this, but just worth a reminder, really started in September of 2008, and it lasted until really March of 2009. So you had a six-month period that was a very trying period. Um, I had just become the CEO of the company in May of 2008. So I'd been on the job as CEO, you know, a whole kind of three months. Welcome, welcome so right into the fire. Huh? The co- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so while I knew the company well, because I'd been there a long time, I certainly had never, I had very little experience as CEO. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing that, uh, and, and, and so the times were very challenging. We had a 50% equity market decline. Um, the capital markets, which many large companies like Principal depend on for access to capital, the capital markets completely shut down in October of 2008 and didn't really reopen again until May of, of, of 2009. So 
that was a very challenging period for the company because our revenue was down. We had some senior debt we had to refinance. There was a question about that. And there were certainly people out there who believed that principal was ultimately going to end up being insolvent because of the uh, senior debt that we had to refinance. So a very, very challenging time. Can you give some examples of how you were able to lead your team, especially being a newly minted CEO and probably uh, learning that role as you went along too? Can you give us some examples of how you were able to lead your team in the you know hours, months, and days that you know that took you through that crisis? Right, right. I mean, I still have I still have one memory that will always be in my head, and that is a memory that that really was in uh, November. November of 2008. Uh, it was very clear. We, 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 we have regular monthly meetings. We have regular management meetings, of course, at principal and every large company, every mid-sized company, even small companies, I'm sure have them as well. And we were all sitting around the table in November of 2008. And there was just a clear feeling around the table that the world had changed. Now, we didn't know how much it had changed and we didn't know how long it was going to be changed, but it was clear it was changed. This was not just a normal, whatever that means, kind of a normal situation. This was an unusual situation. Yeah. And I would say within, you know, literally within about a four hour period, we put together, we being a collective management team, put together a package of changes and adjustments that we had to make in order to reduce our expense base at that time by about 10 to 15%. And of course, that does involve some layoffs, but it involved a whole series of other things. And I still think back so fondly because the way the management team rallied together to do that, it was not like CEO is telling, you know, other people, you have to do this, you have to do that. It was a collective feeling. We're in this together and we have to get through it together and we have to have shared pain. And I think that was that was really the lesson for me. OK. And, you know, we obviously we've already talked about, you know, you being a new CEO and, and coming into that and inheriting that and, and learning as you kind of went along from day, for the, with the day to day tasks. What are some things, you know, I guess you hear other leaders talk about yoga and meditation or reading books or listening to music. Um, did you have anything that kind of helped you? adapt and adjust to to that role to kind of help keep your mind at ease so you could go out and lead uh lead this organization yeah i did i did and i and i think and i think what you were saying there with the question is that it is really important to try to have it's difficult to try to have some separation between the challenges that you have at work but also what you need to think about here is how do you build your personal resilience? Because that's what these other activities allow you to do is you have to restore your personal resilience. Now, in my case, um, as many, many people at principal knew, I had a long history and habit of going out with anywhere from 10 to 20 other employees. And we would do a run at noon. And this run might be anywhere from four miles to six miles, just kind of depending on the day and, how people were feeling. And I, I just knew that during the financial crisis, not only did I need it for me to continue to be there every day to do that run, but actually the other people needed it just as much as I needed it because it was their signal that things were going to be okay. Cause I knew the worst thing that could happen is if all of a sudden I disappeared 
because people know what your normal patterns are. Right. 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 And so, and so being visible and being engaged and answering the questions and, and trying to have life be as normal as possible, acknowledging things are different, but, but trying to have that, those things in your life that, that help you build your personal resilience. That would be, I think the, the main lesson I would try to share. Perfect. And I know, and you've kind of uh, teased my next question here uh, and, and to wrap up. Um, but I guess if you had a, a top three, you know, you talked about doing those mm-hmm. things to, to keep your team and the communication. Some other leaders have shared that and, you know, learning what you don't know. Um, given today's uh, pandemic uh, with the coronavirus that we're dealing with, um, what top three lessons would you share with, you know, somebody perhaps from a small business that may be listening in or somebody from a large organization for that matter, that may be trying to look for some, some help as to how to take their teams through this. What, what are the top three lessons you'd share with them? Yeah. Well, I, I, I do have a top three lessons. Um, you know, they always say in real estate, what's the three most important things. And the answer is you may have heard this. You may not. The three top things are location, location, location. And so when you say to me, what are the top three things that you need to think about when you're in a situation like this current pandemic? I do have a top three. The first one's communication. The second one's communication. And the third one's communication. Um, I, I cannot emphasize in, in my case, because again, we were a larger organization. Um, and it's not even something that I necessarily thought about. It just developed, you know, over the course of time is I would end up about every Friday, every other Friday, I would send an email to all 15,000 employees. And the key here, Mike, is that it was an email from me. It wasn't, it wasn't from corporate relations. It wasn't from, somebody who works with me, it was from me. And I knew that you have to have authenticity and it has to be your voice. So the keys are communication in an authentic uh, way that, 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 that employees will understand and accept. Because I think we under, my last point is I think we underestimate the resilience of people and we underestimate the resilience of employees. They can take really bad news if you think that you're being straight with them and if they think they're getting all the information that you have. So for me, those were the defining lessons and the things that I'll always carry with me both through this crisis and whatever the next one's going to be. And hopefully I'm still here whenever the next one's going to be. So uh, I hope that helps. Larry, I think you you hit the, the nail on the head. Um, that's great to hear that, especially, you know, as as an employee myself, when you do get those direct communication from your leader, um, that that speaks volumes. And a lot of people don't realize that, but it, it really does does help, especially right, right. Uh, when you're trying to navigate through the tough times. Larry, it's right. <laughs> time flies when you're having great conversation. Um, love to have you back on sometime, you know, speak on some other Appreciate topics. It. But uh, again, I want to thank you for joining us on Lessons from Leaders today. And if we can help or, or reconnect in the future, uh, just let us know. Appreciate that. And again, just want to say thanks to you, to Jay, to Gene, uh, all the people down at the partnership. You guys are doing great work. Uh, as you know, Central Iowa is having a lot of success. And the primary reason for that is the leadership of the partnership. So very much appreciated. Wish everybody well. Thanks. Larry, we appreciate that. You take care. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.